Hello, world, and welcome to the next episode of Unsolicited Gems, the podcast where we give you advice on shit you didn't ask for. I am one of your co-hosts, Sierra, and I am joined by not just my co-host, but a host of other lovely ladies on today. Jaranda, what's going on, girl? I gotta get it together because I'm looking at my computer, but guys, I'm recording from my camera, and <laughs> let me tell you, this is a little awkward. Um, you know, life is it's good. It's Friday. No complaints right now. So today is a special edition of Unsolicited Gems. We are doing a Valentine's Galentine's Day edition um, of this episode. So we've got four wives. And a single sheep who is our little lamb here. She's a little, she's a little nervous, but it's gonna be okay because she's asked us numerous times for the questions ahead of time, and we refuse to, to do it. <laughs> but we're gonna jump right in. So this week's episode is going to be um, a host of wives. We're gonna be answering questions about our relationships and our feelings about our, our relationships how and and why say that again how do we get where we are and why and then yes it's just a little you know mantra for being valentine's weekend um the weekend before valentine's day everything's coming up so we thought we'd give you a little insight on how we got where we are and you know our friends here hey monique hey girls um, you know, getting her insight on being a single lady in the world today and the things that you know she expects and is looking for, you know. So, um, without any further ado, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have also been drinking, absolutely. So, it was this like a Valentine's situation here tonight, this should be quite comical. This episode, so bear with us, get on the ride. Okay, it's gonna be all good. All right, so we're gonna ask Monique a series of questions and get her response as the single lady of the group tonight. Jaranda, take it away. And as you know, Sierra mentioned, we did not give her these questions, so these answers will be true and uncanny. They will not be prepped or primed. You will be giving us straight from the dome responses. And Monique, please feel comfortable being honest with well, our audience. Before we get into the questions, let's actually yeah. do this. Can you... <laughs> Can we get a little introduction, Monique? Of who you are, your age, if you're willing to share that. Yeah, because I'm a good for three years. How old you do? 39. I've been single for a while. Now, mind you, I always got to be in rotation. However, commitment is a whole different conversation, and I'm excited to be here with everybody tonight, so let's get it. Okay, first question. What are you looking for in a partner? This is why I asked for the question ahead of time, because some stuff you just don't know. You know what your non-negotiables are, are the things that you need as far as, like, they may vary as far as certain things that you know the physical or stuff like that but yeah as far as the deep down and nitty-gritty what do you need in a partner i need 
somebody who is willing to put my needs first. And I know that's a little bit selfish. However, because I know that I am a caring and nurturing person, I'm automatically going to do those things that they expect a woman to do. So I'm looking for somebody who knows that I want equity in the relationship, meaning that I want to be prioritized, right? I want somebody who is consistently showing up for me in whatever way I need it to be. Maybe it could be a mechanic one day. Maybe it could be that I need somebody to just let me vent to them. Maybe I just need, you know. But in the same uh, time, you what can I, what can and can't I say? Is very much yeah, so you do not need to edit yes. yourself. Speak, speak the I'm truth. And listen, single women who are listening to this podcast may relate and resonate with the things that you're saying. So speak your heart. Yeah. Be honest. And one thing that I would say that kind of took me a, a long time was to be kind of selfish in that I know that I want my needs prioritized. And me saying that doesn't mean that my man's need would go to the wayside. Because okay. that's what I was going to ask. No, are you willing for reciprocity? Because there are some women I am out here... a reciprocator. Okay. Definitely. Because there are some women out here Definitely. that expect from a man, you know, you have to do this, that, and the third. And they don't expect, like, they living in the times of the age where women were barefoot and pregnant in their minds. No, because you guys, I ain't cooking, I ain't cleaning. I'm not doing that. So that's one of the needs I need met. Man, are you going to be the chef? Are you down to take us out to dinner for a few nights a week? Do you have a DoorDash account? Like, these are the things I need to know. Okay. That's all I need. That's actually a very good point. Um, I think in, I don't know if I want to say modern relationships, talking about those things, you know, I think the expectation is for women to cook, to clean, to take care of the house and this, that, and the other. But in 2023, more than likely, we're both going to work full-time mm-hmm. jobs. And I think talking about the division of labor in the house is very important. Right. Me being the veteran married 15 years, we're still arguing about who's responsible for what in the house. And so I think it's very wise for men and women to talk about those things up front, like, do you cook? Because I, that's I not my ministry. Right. And we're going to have to work but out. I, mean, I feel like it's about knowing your partner and being able to fill in in those areas where they lack. Or not even, I don't want to say lack because that just sounds negative, but just where they're not strong yet. Like, you know. Because with, it's a partnership, right? Right. Yeah. Like with me and Ronnie, like, I will gladly say until the world and Monique knows and Sierra knows and all the ladies here knows. Ronald is the cooker. But it's what he enjoys. It's his therapy. Like, if he goes on days of, oh, I don't want to cook, let's order out. Okay, wait. Heart check. What's going on? It's a problem. But then at the same time, I also know that he is not the dishwasher. So if he cooks, there is going to be a sink full of dishes. So what do I do? Because I'm not trying to wake up to the dishes and be irritated and arguing. 
while you're in there cooking, I'm washing the dishes while you're cooking because I know that's not where your mind is. That's not what you're thinking yeah. of and that's not your process. So it, it does go back to partnerships. But I also think that's still something that, like Siri said, you should conversate and communicate about in the beginning because, listen, sometimes you get blindsided and it's like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. You cooking for me, but who doing these dishes? Thank you, Monique. Moving on. Question number two. Are you ready? Yes. What would it take for you to settle down? Oh, I think that for me to settle down, it's just going to have to be something that happens organically. I was telling my friends the other day, it was like, oh, you're, you're a commitment phobe and all that. I'm actually not. I love commitment. It would be nothing I want more. But a man has to show me that they're ready to like be full on committed to our relationship, right? Committed to me in, in such aspect. a way, right? Where I know that I can trust him, where I know I can depend on him, where I know that um, at any given time that I'm going to be moody. He ain't going, you know, shut down on me and I don't talk for him for three days and vice versa, right? If I can go without talking to you for a few days, then I probably can say that you may not be the man for me. Not as far as long term goes. So, yeah, those are. Tell me what is your idea of marriage? idea of marriage is just constantly and every day just showing up and being there and not and not giving up on the partnership no matter what right because I think when you commit to somebody and take a vow before God and before your, before your friends and before your family right it's also a vow to each other to keep showing up, to keep putting in that work, to saying that, you know, you're my person. And I'm not I'm not giving up on this commitment. So, so I heard from another podcaster. Um like marriage is when when you say I do, you're signing up for the things that you don't know about the person. Everything that you know about them is what led you to the altar. And so committing to somebody forever that I'm taking the good, bad, and the ugly, whatever comes our way, we're going to work it out. Now, I'm not saying except abuse physically, emotionally. Of course, there are some non-negotiable things out there, but marriage is work. Marriage is showing up every day and choosing to love and be this be with this person and be of service to this person every single day of your life. And I think a lot of people have the wrong, the glitz and glamour of that one day. The wedding. It's, it's just, just, it's just, just a part. Yep, yep. When you, when you go, go home, home together, together, that, that is, is a weird part. Yep. Is figuring out all that, well, discovering all the things that you never knew about this person that you've committed your life to and saying, okay, I'm going to show up every day and love you for who you are and we're going to walk through life together. So thank you for sharing. Do you want to do the honors of the last question? Before I sing the guinea pig of the night. 
have not been that bad. No, they <laughs> What lessons have you learned from your married friends? This might be a little bit different statement. Top three. Oh, I was just gonna give one. And I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way. But it's kind of like you said, marriage is a lot of work and it's constantly like growing with somebody every day. And as I started this conversation, I'm still kind of very selfish, right? I'm prioritizing myself, my own needs, and I want to be on the forefront of things. And when you're married, you cannot always have that frame of mind. And so in that, I've, you know, my biggest takeaway from my married friends is that it's it's not something that you can make like a split decision about. It's something that is, you know, it requires some faith. It requires patience. It requires just grace. <laughs> definitely grace just you know that discipline and everything that comes with understanding and growing somebody every day to be in that commitment I think it's a beautiful thing but in that same breath I know that now is not a good time for me uh-uh, get, somebody else to do it. get somebody else to do it <laughs> like you know and I I you know I think that marriage is great and one thing that I can say about all my friends and their commitments and their relationships is that they, you know, they're doing what needs to be done to keep showing up every day. And I think it's commendable. So, yeah. I'll say that's the biggest lesson. I'm glad I looked into it. And I'm not rushing into it. Yeah. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Mommy. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Where do I exit? <laughs> so now we're moving on to the wives. The wives have entered the chat. Yes. So this is Chelsea. Chelsea, you want to give a little tidbit about yourself and your marriage? I'm Chelsea. <laughs> we will be married. I will be married. Six years this year. Hold on. 31. Mm -hmm. We got two babies and we love them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's kicking us off? Do you want me to start? Yeah, I started with Monique, so you can start with how you have it. All right, Chelsea. So, first question When did you know that your spouse was the one? Our first date. Oh, do tell. Right. Say that, more. <laughs> we have a really like, Funny story. Well, this wasn't funny. It's funny to us. Because when we met, like when Tori came around and I was like, it was like he popped up. Oh, Chelsea is with a new man. And then it was like, oh, we get married. And everybody was like, what the hell? Where did this come from? So me and Tori, I I met Tori short, long story short, met him at work. I was working. He, um, I was working at this little boutique or whatever at the mall. I was standing outside my job. He pulled up. And I saw what I saw, and I liked what I saw. Eye contact, all that good stuff. But I thought it was married. So, you know, we look. He walks past or whatever. I go back in my store. Um, one of the girls that works with me, 
came back. He was like, this is a man out there. And I was like, oh, I got to go eat. So I go out there. We took, <laughs> he, uh, let's see, you know, that was what, that's one of the things that got me to go on a date with him, was that Tori stopped. He looked me in my eyes, shook my hand, and he was like, I want to take you out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like this, you know, this chill is hooked up. I'm going to take you out. So I was like, all right. So um, we talked for about a week. He worked for the railroad at that time. So he was out of town. Um, that weekend, we go out. That was our first date. First date, we're at the dinner table. Tori, like, pulls out all the stops. When I say all the stops, he was just like, this is what I want. This is what I have to offer. This man showed me his face up. Like, this is what I can give you. This is what I want back. Right, I'm not about to play. I'm tired of dating. Like, we both... We both, we both, we both had just came out of a a long relationship, both of us. So we both were like, okay, yeah. I was like, y'all, I was looking at him like, I love him. Like, I love him. He was just like, yeah, like, we're talking, and I'll never forget. I walked into the house after he dropped me off. And my stepdad was walking. I was standing before you. My stepdad was walking in from the kitchen. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. He was like, are you in love? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> After the yeah. first date. The first date. And we talked and whatever. we like connected at the hip at this, at this point. But me and Tori, like that next time we talked, he was like, I don't want to like freak you out, but like I wanted to say I love you too. Like I want to say I love you at like when I dropped you off. And I was like, I did too. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, where did you come from? Who sent you? Who, are you? Who sent you? Because I'm not looking for this right now. I was in my, I was in my whole face. Yeah, like I was like, he has a big hoop. Yeah. The bigger the hoop. The bigger the. The bigger the hoop. Yeah. So. And he got married. We made it. We made it. We got married. What is it? We'll be seven years together since you was married. I love it. So, well, you kind of already answered the question too. How was your first date? My first date happened. So, his first date was Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, and and you know, not letting. I'm not gonna 
Sunday burgers. It went to Sunday burgers. But everyday routine. That's yes. Yes. Everyday every routine and then getting like the thought of my kids first out all the time. You know what I mean? Like but I'm you do know biblically. Right. But I'm saying like in the routine of on the weekends. Like I'm thinking about like where the where we gonna take the kids. Or, you know, that type of thing. Like let's focus on what what we about to go, like what we about to do more than the children. So that that's something that we need to like And I get it. Like, you know, Sierra and I both are married with kids, so it's that when you have habit. Yeah. That routine of doing things, it becomes a little harder to pull carve out time for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you for know sure. it's important and you know you need to do it, but at the end of the day it's just like Okay, but I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta make sure this is taken care of. And so you have to make those moments where, you know, and even I think I said this to you like, you do know you got people you can call. Like, if y'all need time with each other and you need, well, probably gonna go with Harley's gonna go. Harley's gonna do what he wants to. And Harley is a grown man trapped in a four year old body. He really is. Um, He's like, whoa. They, they like, okay, after so long, it's like, I'm going to Grammy House or I'm yeah. going to Gigi House. I'm done with y'all. Mm-hmm. But Demi is still new and she's still precious and it's Corey's first girl and your first girl. But you still got to find that groove, like, yeah, that balance. And I'm sure each of y'all sent out, as Sierra calls it, little beacons that, hey, we need some less time. But mm-hmm. then we kind of ignore it because it's like, oh, we got to take care of kids. Yeah, that part. With it, I mean, that kind of leads into the next question. Did having children bring you closer or present challenges in your relationship? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm really gonna let y'all in my business. Okay, okay, so we, when we got together, he already had a child. So I already had like Experience. mom in my head already. So when we had our own kids, no, not really. Like, I feel like we, the, the only challenges that I can say has happened is just like what we were talking about, about like balancing, balancing our time with, you know, the kids time, but there was never like a period of like, okay, we're not agreeing on how to parent, you know, like, oh, okay. No, we do have those. We do have Cause you know, like parenting is a sensitive subject and when you're married, or even if you're not married and you're with someone and you have a kid, it's a, okay, I get this is how you want to raise this child, but then this is, I'm not seeing that working, or maybe we should try this. And then men, especially with your first kid being a boy, men tend to think, you know, we got to be hard on them. We got to make sure that they got values. They got this. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience of what I see because I don't have any sons. I've got sons, so I know, you know, the struggle of that, but finding that balance of, okay, I get you want to be hard on him, but maybe in this moment, he needs this. Right, and that's where we are now. So maybe a better question is, do you feel like children has affected your relationship with your husband at all? Yeah, because I do, we do find our times, like, we do find our times where he gets so mad at me. Like, say, like, I'm like, in the bathroom or doing my own thing and I'll hear him reprimanding Harlan, I immediately run out. And I'd be like, just trying to see. 
He was like, stop doing that because he's going to run to you. Like, don't do that. You're his safe haven. Like, he needs to listen to me. And I'm, I, in my head, I just be like, don't be so hard on him. Like, he's four. Stop it. And that's what I be saying. I'm like, wait till this little girl starts. Because it's the opposite for us. Because, you know, I heard is a girl. And, you know, Chloe is four going on 45. Right. And it's like the rationality. Like, I don't even remember what she said on the phone. I was talking to Monique on the phone. And Monique was like, did she really just say that? And I was like, yeah, I don't even know where she gets it from. But half the time, it's like me ready to snap and like her. And Ronnie's like, okay, you got to calm down. You got to like, chill out. Like, she didn't. Like, if I do something, even just today, I was on the phone, and she just kept calling me, and I'm like, what do you want? I'm on the phone. Oh, and that just broke her, and she ran downstairs to her daddy, and I was like, bye. It's definitely a different dynamic. Parenting boys versus parenting girls, because my son is for sure a mama's boy, Mm -hmm. and my daughter, I'm like, girl get your life together and my husband is like stop being so mean to her <laughs> and I'm like you stop being so mean to our son how right. about that I don't understand <laughs> with it like what that mean I can't do no wrong do we want to open that door <laughs> what do you mean that mean I can't do no wrong if she can't do no wrong you don't see you're small Man, listen. <laughs> By Tori and Dad. I'll never forget, guys. I'm like, Chelsea, what you doing? She was like, I'm at Target with Yancey, her dad, her and Harlan. In Target, living their best life. This was before Demi came along. I was like, I don't even want to know how much y'all spent. She was like, oh, daddy bought it. I'm the only child. And Tori so does not. But Tori does the exact same thing with her. Like, she gets pretty much anything she asks for or wants. So that's why I'm like, she's like, if Demi can do no wrong, no, seriously, Demi can't do any wrong because you can't do any well, wrong. Well, Harley can't do any wrong either. So He's don't be yelling at him like that. He's a boy. <laughs> that's my, don't be yelling at him but like that. But what we don't want is for him not to get that father figure attachment that he needs when he's at school crying because he didn't get what he wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hate a spoiled little boy. Exactly. I, like, I, I get it, but you don't like that. I don't like it all the time. It hurts my feelings. Now that I, I can feel you. Right. Like, I understand daddy structure. You don't want no, no, no You know what I mean? Yeah. I totally agree. But it, it, it's, a time. it's a time for nurturing. And I, I fully feel like dads need to nurture their sons as well. So that's, it's a balance. That's what I feel like I try to instilling in Tori like take some time and he does but in the midst of the yell there's my comment to my husband most often when parenting our son is I get what I one I rarely have an issue with the message I have an issue with the delivery and second you need to always remember even when you're disciplining them that it's coming from a place of love a lot of times the words that you use and the tone in your voice is coming from this militant mindset of I don't want you to be this thing, I want you to be something else. And it's putting your children where they are. I'm like our kids live 
completely different lives than what we live. And I get that it's hard to understand how they're growing up and the things that they're encountering, the things that they're into. But you have to recognize that the way we grew up and the things that had to be instilled in us are not necessary for these kids because they're not living that same experience. And so it's a constant balance of, I get what you're trying to do. I get it. But also, you have to realize the environment that your child is in. So what I can say from what I've seen Harlan understands, like, it's not, it's Timothy. Like, <laughs> this is the kid that, like, yeah, he'll be upset because his dad is fussing at him. Or if you tell him, hey, he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing, I'm going to tell your dad. Like, he's like, no, let's not do that. But then at the same time, he'll say, where's my daddy? I want my daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he has a balance of, okay, yeah, dad's disciplining me. It's, but it's, it's also because. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bear. Yeah, okay. And I know that like he's coming from a loving place, but but, but then he more than what you think he can. Maybe, okay. Yeah, don't give up with it. I think that's okay. And I think it's also because it's a hard fine line between parenting the kids that aren't experiencing what we're what we experience and navigating through how we were parented because of what we experienced or the things that you know what I'm saying? And for you, it was a completely different experience because, yes, you are a girl and you're the only child. So you, it was, oh, she's crying. Let's give her what she wants. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't a, oh, he's crying because he's doing something he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing. Right. So it's a navigating between those two. And when you're so focused and, you know, you love your kids so much, like, you, you're you protected. Even when sometimes they need, they need to be chewed out. Mm-hmm. But I have hope for this new generation of kids. You have a support system. Ethan is what, 15? 14. 14. Yeah. Big boy. Jesus. Well, thank you, Chelsea, for sharing with us. You're welcome. Moving along. The sand Come on here. Bring it in, Was the one. Yeah, I know I shouldn't have sat down and done this game with y'all. <laughs> I would say when I said yes to the relationship. And I. She's a runner, she's a <laughs> uh, because 
I was much older when we started. We met, and when we met, I knew that I didn't want to just date somebody. I knew that I wanted, I was look, what I was looking for. I wanted to be married, and I knew that I wanted a serious relationship. So I kind of gave him a very hard time. He chased me for like, it was like a year, year and a half. And he had finally told my friends that if I didn't say yes this time, like he was done. He wasn't going to ask me no more. Um, so I knew once I said yes to the relationship, I knew that he was the one for me because I didn't say yes to a lot before that. Okay. Okay. Oh, you also kind of answered the who was interested first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't like him. Um, Why did you like? I don't know. He was young. Okay. Way younger than me. Um, okay. Way younger than me. And so my brain said, "This little boy can't do that for me." That's a little boy. Um. And look but, at you uh, now. The Lord knew that little boy was the one, and I to get I had to be loyal with him, trying to get me to go. I was ready for a while because I was like, "He's a child. He has not experienced life." Listen, y'all. This is my sister, and so what I will tell you, she's my older sister, and that that younger boy checks the Thundercat. I'm not a Thundercat. Stop saying that. Oh, no, you are absolutely a Thundercat. Would you like to tell the people that? Oh. Tell the people. My sister's worse than yours, so of course you will. <laughs> Eight years. I'm not so bad. It's not ten. You're going to be fine. Um, next question. How was your first date? Was it perfect or uh, a hot mess? I can't wait to hear this Why? story. Oh, I, I agreed to go on a date uh, to the movies. We were supposed to go to the movies, and my date never made it to the movies. And I was patient. I was waiting. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't show up. Life, life be lifing a lot. Um, life was life in that day. He didn't show up, and I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt after you know you chased me for this long. So I was like, okay, we we gonna see what's going on. I waited around, and he finally got in touch with me. I found out life was life, and we ended up at Chili's, right by the movie theater. How life happened? We're going to the movies. I said we're going to the movies in Pearland. Cool. I buy my ticket. We go to the, for the movies AMC 30 in Pearland, the Cinemark one. So he took you to the movies beyond first day. You bought the ticket. Well, he bought. Okay, so no, I didn't buy the ticket. He bought the ticket, but I assumed I said Pearland because I live down the street from Pearland. Yeah, he went to a totally different movie theater than the theater that we were supposed <laughs> to be at. Um, so his <laughs> movie. So then finally when he calls, he was like, where you at? And I'm like, the movie theater in the parking lot waiting for you. And he was like, I'm here. Where you at? So we had two different places. So we ended up, wow. he was like, well, I'm going to meet you where you're at. So we meet you out there and we ended up going to Chili's. 
and we go to Chili's and we're talking and we're, he's talking about, you know, his life and his son and, you know, he had recently found out that he was a father and all of that. And he kept saying, you know, I really like you, but I'm not sure I want to bring you into this whole baby mama scenario and all that or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm, we'll see where, where, where it goes. So it started out rocky. It ended up better. The conversation was great. And so I was like, okay, I'll keep trying because, you know, sometimes things happen. A little miscommunication shouldn't stop uh, the direction, especially if you can see, if you can see a potential and a future with the person. So yeah, first, first day started rocky, but it got better as the night progressed. Um, he still, he's, he still says that that date doesn't count. Like, but that was the first one though. It is, it was, it, it counts. Oh, well, sorry. Y'all don't have kids together, but he does have a kid. So does, you know, him having a child, does that bring you closer or does it present challenges? Both. Okay. Both. Um, In the beginning, it was challenging because the PC version, um, you don't always end up with having a child with the person that yeah and so sometimes there's not a cooperative relationship as much as you want to be in a cooperative relationship with the person it doesn't always work out that way so there were were challenges in the fact that she made it harder um but i loved him and i loved his son and so i was willing to put in the work for us um, the son was really young when we first met, and so I've been here throughout most of his son's life. Um, he is my child, um, not by birth, but by love. Like that is my bonus son. That is the child that I have been raising for the last, help raise for the last eight years. Um, but originally she gave us a lot of problems, a lot of drama, a lot of stress, a lot of unnecessariness. Um, because I've never done anything for you to feel like I would cause harm to your child, but you've always made it seem like, who is this woman? Like I was some random chick that he was randomly bringing around, but I'm the same female that was there all of those years. And so she just made it very, very difficult for us. Honestly, um, it wasn't until we got married to... The partnership came into place. It was a okay. That's your wife. This is he has to, the. I'm teaching my son that that's his dad's wife, and we have to go together as a family as a unit. But it took us getting married. I don't know if she just thought that I was just gonna go away one day and not be there, even though I had been there all those years. She made it harder for us um, in all aspects of it all. Um, even to this day, it took a while for him my son to realize that who I was the role I played in his life we would ask him all the time even when I would go to his school his friends would be like well who is that and he didn't really know how to answer that question like I know that's my dad's girlfriend but how do I say who she is to me and so I would say it was probably within the last year we had a conversation and he was like I was like Zion who am I to you and he was like um, you're my dad's wife. 
And I said, well, what does that mean? And he was like, I don't know, daddy, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I was like, okay, we'll just say I'm your stepmom. And he was like, I know, but I didn't even want to say it. Like, (laughs) he knew it, but he felt like he couldn't say it because he felt like I have a mom. Like, yeah, you're my dad's wife, but I have a mom too. And, And he's learning to grow and accept like he's he's questioning his mom and his dad you know why do i have because his mom has remarried or has married not remarried because they were never married but his mom is married and now his dad is married and so he's asked them you know why do i have two moms and two dads and she basically explained it to him that you know that just means you have more people to love more people that love you more people that will be there for you me and dad didn't work out as a couple but you have this big unit of family that is always going to be there for you forever you need you have more than most people have and so like I said it's been a combination of both it started out rocky and now it draws us closer together because most of the decisions I make I think about him like we got a new house and we got a new house because I wanted him to have his own space I wanted him to feel like he had a place in our house where he could call his own that was just his and nobody else's. I wanted him to feel the warmth and the love to where he would want to come and visit more, to where he would want to be involved. Because to me, it's very important for, especially with a, a man and his son, that relationship, that bond is very important, especially in the world that we live in today. And so I've always, you know, I never wanted to be a hindrance to that relationship. I always wanted to work to pull it together. So. It's done both. We had our struggles, and now it pulls us closer together. Well, thank you. That's interesting that the relationship with the mom didn't change until y'all said I do. So maybe she did have it. Like, I don't want to get because if this could go awry at any moment. <laughs> yes. So I can see it from both sides and mainly because I do have a child outside of my marriage. And I don't think that, and I, you know, I even told this I don't think it's a political thing. I think it's you protecting your mom. Like, yeah, you know, and why he might tell you, oh, you know, you're the first one I'm bringing around, but I can guarantee you, you're not the first girlfriend he had that she knew about. So in her mind, it's a, Okay, you're saying this is long term. You're saying this is gonna. But what happens if it doesn't? And I gotta put the pieces up for my kids. So it's not. It was. It's not a. It's not always a. You know, I'm just gonna be an ass, and you know, I'm gonna make this shit hard for y'all because it's gonna fall apart. No, it's a. I got a whole kid to live for and protect. Thank you, Nikita. Um, wait. The person that was the most. The last question. Now I know y'all are new, but how do y'all keep it? fresh in your relationship and whatever that means to you we are gonna talk about my okay oh (laughs) 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 no never that uh i know you so um no wait a minute wait a minute no we make time for us we always make time for be it us carving out a small window for us or setting up a scheduled date night for us. There is always us time. I mean, 
we're newlyweds. We got a whole brand new house that, as my um, 18-year-old niece just said yesterday, aren't you guys still working on christening your whole house? Um, so, uh, yeah, you're a pro. It's different. I'm the aunt, so it's different. No, like, you know, we enjoy each other. We date. We spend time with each other. We take trips with each other. It could be us just going to Carol's one night. It's a it's Y'all just us. Whatever. Y'all pretend like y'all don't know each other and meet up at the bar. No. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it we enjoy each other's company. Like it doesn't matter where we at, where we going, who we with. We enjoy each other. So oh, it, it makes it easy. Keep that. Keep dating each other. I call my husband my boyfriend all the time. My husband tells me he's gonna go call his girlfriend. And I I'm real pity and I'd be like, Yo girlfriend, who and so we wake up to ridiculousness. Um and there was this one where they're like, uh, girlfriends and boyfriends asking questions trying to trap them. So the girl goes, If we don't oh, he she goes, ask me if it don't work out, what would I do? And he asked her, he goes, If you don't work out, what would you do? And she goes, Um, I'd go back to my ex and he was like, No, you wouldn't. And she goes, I would, because you would be my ex. Wow. I like it. (laughs) All right. Now, Joranda, you and I are in the hot seat. I'm going to interview you, and you shall interview me. I think we should just alternate questions. Who's going first? It was your idea, so. Wait, are you asking me the question first? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do it. In my mind, order though. Who was interested first? I know, guys. I know most of the answers to these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, who was interested first? I don't. I don't even know if there's a real answer to that because because we met through a mutual friend. Uh huh. Now, was there not other prospects in place? From my perspective. When I first met him, I was like, you are not the one. She was. In my in my brain. But I was like, I'm going to go on this date with you. And then I'll never see you again. I slightly remember that conversation. Um, and from his side, which he's not here to defend himself, but whatever we hear now, there was another woman in his life at the time um and so he had a decision to make i like it (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's probably safe to say that he was interested in me first because one when i first met him i declared that to myself that he was not the one and he was ready to settle down pretty quickly and I was like, you're not in my five-year plan. So, I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, now, I pose the same question to you. Who was interested first? 
Everybody knows the answer to this question already because the man wanted a theme song for our wedding to be back then, didn't want me. Now I'm hot all over. We played it. They did. The petty in them, they did. It was definitely him. Um, and I mean, I joke and I say my sister was a runner and she's a track star. Maybe it ran in the family because sis was not here for it. I mean, to this day, Michael Bourne still has flashbacks. Sierra's husband for y'all who are new listeners. I mean, like a few weeks ago, he came to me in my office and he was, he like randomly, he's like, Tweety really got married, huh? And, and Tweety, I mean, Miranda, we lovingly call her Tweety. She, she really got married, huh? I mean, I remember she was like, this ain't never happened. I just can't believe she settled down. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely him first. Um, I was at a part in my life where I was perfectly content with where I was in life. I was good with what I had. I was good with getting the things I was getting on my own, doing the things I was doing, living life and, you know, casually disposing of the things I didn't need. <laughs> Not casually disposing. Okay. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, there's a reason why Michael Vaughn says the things that he says. Me and Michael are very similar. <laughs> we understand each other for the most part. Let's just say she had a roster, a nice little. We're not going to get into that. Well, Moving on to well, the next question. See, well, yeah, that well. basketball team. <laughs> How was your first day? Perfect or a hot mess? A hot mess. Now, I already told you when the man got out of the car, I was like, Okay. Uh-uh. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. But I committed because of the rule follower and people pleaser that I am. Mm, I committed to this. That she was then. Because y'all remember last week, sis clearly told us that she got a I don't give a fuck spirit. I don't give a damn. Um, but yeah, we went on a date. Um, we went to Johnny Carino's. Oh, we I used to love that place. And we went to the movies. Um, <laughs> we were at dinner, and I think we were talking about, so I don't even remember what we were talking about. And I spit food on him <laughs> just in conversation. <laughs> um, completely embarrassed, but I kept going. I kept rolling with it. I was like, you didn't see that and neither did I. We're just going to act like that didn't But he stayed at the table, so clearly he was okay with it. He did. He did. And then we went to the movies. Uh, We saw Eon Flux. That's how old our relationship is. I don't even know if people remember that movie. I know nothing of this. (sighs) Eon Flux. Um, And I fell asleep in the movie. And I'll never forget he had on a leather jacket. It was cold. He gave you his jacket. No. <laughs> <laughs> Worse. Worse. He said you should have brought um, it back. I fell asleep on his shoulder and I drooled <gasps> on the jacket. <gasps> so the all of the hot messness was from this side. I the one who was like. No, I'm not interested in it. That, like, he will never let me forget that he can't believe I'm married? Oh, this is going to be a topic anytime I'm invited to the Lawrence residence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I try not to talk about it often so that he will forget about it. They never forget. Um, 
He'll buy yeah. a new leather jacket and it'll casually come up in conversation. Funny enough, he still owns that same leather jacket. Every why. time he puts it on, I think about. I'm sure he does too. Oh, God. So, yeah, first date was I had missed, but. Look at y'all now, 15 years later. Now. He called me back. So. Because he knew a winner when he saw. He was smart. He is smart. I've already talked about the hours and how we can't decide which was our first date, whether it was the Cheesecake Factory or the um, tasting room. But listen, y'all, Monique is my best friend and she can attest to the fact that she didn't understand why I wasn't giving this man a real chance. You would never know that I I think we all like I think we all had that thought. She would literally see his Instagram post and be like, did you see Ronnie post at the gym today? And you're not giving him a real chance? Like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, uh, pipe down. (laughs) (laughs) Sound effects are coming from his cousin, Chelsea. (laughs) I mean, but we never had an issue with conversation. Like, whenever we hung out and whenever we were together, like, it was always a good time. It was always, uh, you know, Ryan's very attentive. So he pays attention to the things that I, like, don't realize that I'm seeing. And he makes it happen. Like, oh, he took note of, okay, she ain't never did this or she's never done that. Well, we're going to make it happen. And he'll do it in, like, ways that I don't even expect it. So, I mean, any day is just, it's always not here because we always have good conversation. Very nice. Michael was very, he was, he was, um, he's, he's the type, like he's a security seeker. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that when he decided that I was the one for him, that was it. All the things that he needed to do. Also the wall. He was out of our life. Um, so while Ronnie is attentive to all the things that you're not paying attention to, he is like, you don't need to worry about anything. Oh, I know. Sure taken care of. You don't have to tell me what Michael Barnes is like because he's fierce. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's, he, I have to make sure that I tell him to listen. We're going to tell him the exact time. minute because we don't even hear everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to go straight to Pierce. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give y'all the backstory on that. So back in, back then, me and Sierra and my sister, we used to watch a lot of Top Model. And this is when they bought their first house and we'd be at their house watching it. And, you know, Tyra Banks' thing to say was fierce. And one night, Michael comes in and he hears it and he was like, fierce. I'm gonna start using it. No, 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 so my mom randomly hollered. Oh my He still pulls it out every now and again. That's fierce. Next question, Sierra. How did you know he was the one? It was a lot of different things. I think the the main thing was that as much as I tried to fight him, he like he never went away. Like he would keep showing this up. This is why him and Ronald would get along. He just he kind of like just kept wearing me down. He kept showing up. He just kept being there and making an effort to be a part of my life. And it was almost like 
this thing clicked in my head that our life together was kind of inevitable to stop fighting it. It was just security blanket and you just didn't know it. I guess so. Because he is still that to this day. Mm-hmm. He is for sure my person. The world's burned, but as long as he's there, I'm okay. That's so sweet. Oh, shit. <laughs> my story is not as sentimental. My story is not as sentimental. <laughs> I wish that y'all could see my best friend face when I say this. I knew Ronnie was the one. We were at a birthday party at a club for our friend, and she had a section, and I invited him and his friend, Corey, and they came. And we, you know, when we all get together, we do our thing. We hang out. We have fun. We don't pay attention to anything. And I turned around, and he was dancing with some random bitch. Oh, my blood begin to boil. And I was like, do you see this shit? This nigga got the audacity when I didn't got him in this club to be over here gyrating on this random hoe, and she ain't even cute. And Monique said, friend, you ready to admit that you like him? <laughs> You're a little bit more than like him, because no. you up like, you ready to drag her in here. And I'm like, be honest with ourselves. Oh, you right. Damn, homie. Yeah. We got you. Because I was going to drag that bitch. She didn't even know it. She had nothing to do with it. But how you? How dare you? The audacity. The unmitigated gall. And Monique was like, I'm going to just go over there and tell her that she shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Monique, Monique gave Ronnie a look. And then it just, it just stopped. It, it was over after that. Like, what are you doing, nigga? I brought you here. Wow. Well, so aggressive. I'm just saying, I will never say that I'm the sweet, mellow person. I'm the, I'm the girlfriend at the time that when we doing songs of the day, none of my songs are ballads. They're all rap lyrics. Like, people say, I got yes. two notes. It's either going to be you got raunchy or you would. Like, it's no in between. <laughs> so, hey, I digress. Can someone refill my glass? Can I get a refill? <laughs> Thank you. Where's your glass? I don't. It's in there somewhere, <laughs> someplace. Um, they're in the same spot, so it's on the How do you, I'm gonna ask you? How do you keep things fresh in your relationship? Thank you. Listen, I'm not beyond a freaky text. I'm not beyond a quickie. I am not beyond a hey. What you looking like over there? Hey, big head. I'm not beyond a hey. Let's do a little staycation to get away from these kids in this house. I'm not a beyond a let's go out and act like we don't know each other. And let me see how good your pickup lines is, because they should be rusty as fuck. Because we've been in this thing too long. <laughs> okay, so y'all, when is your anniversary? April. You'll be married one year in April, and how many years have y'all been together? Eight in total? years in April. Damn, it's crazy because, like, for him, he was like, even after he proposed. Cause it caught me off. It caught me off guard. 
Everybody that knows me knows. I was completely shocked and like had no thought in my mind of that happening. But that was because for me, I was content with where we were. And even after he proposed, he asked me, he goes, hey, so if I never would have proposed, you never would have pressured me. I said, Ronnie, we've been together all this line, all this time. Have I pressured you once? I was good where I was. I even told you that, like when we had the conversation, like I was like, she's like, nah, so what's next? Y'all been together, you know, what about marriage? Hence my husband constantly saying, I can't believe she did it. She got married. And you know, shout out to therapy and my therapist. Shout out to my friends that were my therapist telling me that it was more so me feeling that I didn't deserve it, not that I didn't want it. So because I thought I didn't deserve it, I heard it for so long. But you know, yeah, no, we keep things fresh over here. We do a heart check every now and then to see what we need to revamp on and get it together on. Because listen, there's some things I need to do better. And I know if you're listening, one of the things you're thinking is holy being in our bed. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's a group effort. But I, I definitely, definitely feel like I definitely feel like I hold up, you know, I, I throw a little extra in there because of that. Right. <laughs> oh, you know what extra is. We're talking. Say it. <laughs> the people want a bag of tricks. <laughs> the people want to know. Let me stop. We need to do the what? Get a Okay, um, Sierra, how do you keep your friends? <laughs> We're going to talk about that off of, uh, off of the recording. Um, okay, so one. I talked previously um, about the bubble. Mm -hmm. And Michael and I, one, we're big homebodies. So we're very comfortable. But y'all are also entertainers. At least Michael is. Michael will put on a show. He, I think, again, he's the funniest person Ever. His wit is it's insane. Um, but we have our bubble. And when I feel like we're not connecting, I will I will tell him we need some time. And this can be put them kids to bed early or we steal away for a day night or whatever. Um, and then also having really open and honest conversations with each other like I, I need, need attention. Mm -hmm. I need time from you. I need you to make this a priority because I'm feeling some type of way and I can feel myself being resentful. I can feel myself being angry. Hmm. There's something going on between us when I don't know what it is yeah. and we need to fix it. It's Mercury. I don't care what Monique said she about her not retrograde until April. It's Mercury. That she bitch is on her PMS. We said that in the previous podcast. Yes. Like yes. the previous episode, like, listen, y'all, <sighs> Mercury doing some things, and we all like out of our business right now. And another thing I that I've noticed know. about my husband, shockingly, we've gone through seasons in our relationship where he's the higher desire for sex, and I'm not, and vice versa. And sometimes it blows my mind that. It's me coming to him saying, I need it. And he's like, I got too much on my mind. Like, I can't win. Sometimes. 
when I'm approaching him with, I need to connect with you intimately. And he's like, I, I want to give that to you, but I know that I can't connect with you in a way that you need. So I'd rather not do it. That blows my mind. You know why? Quite often. You know why? You want me to tell you why? Because as women, we can disconnect. We have no problem getting our sexual desires fulfilled regardless of what we have going on. We can have our sexual desires fulfilled and then go back to those dead things that are bothering us. Even if it's with our spouse, even if they have pissed us off. When that little thing say, he looking good. It don't matter how you feel in that moment. Let me get this off and after this is done, you might think we good, but no, we not. Yeah, I'm still done. So going through those seasons of our relationship is like right now, personally, it's me being the higher desire and him being the lower desire. And I'm like, I remember a time where you would tell me we too young to not basically be fucking every day. But basically that was listen, listen, it probably wasn't in our bed. I've been hitting them skins. Listen, it will be CTC. Clap them peeps all day, every day, any chance, any opportunity. But now, you know, when you got kids and children running around, you take it and get it when you can. Yep. And you'll be okay with it and you make the most of it. But yeah, for sex as often as possible. And because we've been together for so long, it's also constantly adjusting to the evolution of the person because you go through different experiences and what used to be okay two or three years ago is not okay now and being open and honest and being vulnerable with your significant other to say this was cool in the past but it's not or that was not cool in the past and you know what hey I'm okay with it or changing your perspective on certain things and just being open and honest that constantly growing with a person keeps your relationship fresh but you have to be open to that you can't expect to be in a relationship with somebody and that person being exactly the same throughout the course of your time together that's just naive I agree. I think that when you evolve and you're in a relationship, not even necessarily a marriage, but just in a relationship in general, you evolve to each other's needs and each other's day-to-day and trying to understand how the other one feels because regardless of how you may see it, it doesn't negate from how they may feel from the things that they're experiencing dealing with on a day-to-day. I think a lot of times women, we get so stuck in the habit of doing this and getting this done and being a wife, being a mother and being a worker and being a sister, being a, you know, whatever your role is that you tend to lose who you were before all those roles were put on. And listen, that's why I'd be like, hey, hey, guy, meet me at the bar. You know, you can act like you don't know me. And we're going to pretend like this is back before the children, before the I do's, 
Like, let me see if them same lines gonna get me. I mean, in my head, I know they gonna get me, but I'm gonna pretend they don't. I mean, he tells people all the time how I gave him a hard time. Listen, ladies and gents, we're going to eventually do an episode with the husband. It's going to be entertaining. Oh. Mine is already asked. So when we going to get to be a guest? Mine has not asked. Slow your roll. Yet. Simmer down, little crock pot. <laughs> Simmer down, but it's fun. All and right, we won't just have ours because that'll be biased. So tell Tori to get ready. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have to really do a disclaimer. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you know how to talk. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I'm like, she really gonna be. You know, our podcast is like in our like you can oh, say okay. which one you didn't hear me say yeah that. listen said it several times okay. once Terrell warm up y'all gonna have to learn how to shut him up so okay. he gonna stop listen, I love you it you gonna have to do that with Ronald cause Ronald gonna say <laughs> he just starts on 10 word vomit <laughs> but you know we're gonna wrap up we've been we've taken plenty of your time um we've given no, you no we have bit. one more question we do I thought we finished no oh, this oh, is very children. important you answer it first. Did having, Did having children, children bring you closer, closer to our present challenges? challenges? How are we going to say it to each other at the same time? Because I said you answer first. She did. I threw my flag out. Uh, um, okay, you know what? No, I can answer first. I was going to say, because I can go first since I am senior in that aspect. You might be senior in marriage, but it's cheering thing. But, okay. My answer is it presented challenges. Uh-huh. For us. Um I say this, I've said this to his face, so this is not new. Mm-hmm. My husband does not have the dad gene naturally. It's not the dad gene, it's the boy dad gene. No, it's the dad gene, period. Okay. Damn, I tried to give him a uh-uh. I love him. I I love him, but he has to work hard at being a dad and like putting himself to the side to be what his children need him to be. So how I will pose that is how I pose that to somebody and I won't say whom recently. (laughs) Do we think that's because of the example that was set for him? of what he knows like we parent like as much as we try to get away from parenting how we were parented that's all we know mm-hmm. so it presents in ways sometimes it's different ways but it still presents the same you know underlining i i think it's twofold one he lost his father i know very early and i don't believe it's because of the father figure influence that he had because I know the men who were his father figures and these were good men who cared about their children and their relationship and he does not always operate from that space. He tends to operate from a this is my idea of what a boy should be and you need to conform to that idea. 
not this is who you are and I'm parenting the child. Um, but how was that how he was parented? You know what I mean? Like he and I have had the conversations of getting away from those things and getting away from thinking that you have to be this way because that's what you're expecting. You know what I'm saying? But that's a hard thing to get away from. When it's so rooted in you and it's so embedded in you, it's a generational curse. Like yeah. we carry it on from kid to kid. And even as much as it may annoy Ethan, it's going to be something that's taught and learned in him that when he has kids, if it's not perfect, oh. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not a, it's just, you know, like I told you the other day, hopefully it's one of those things that he sees before it's too late. You know what I mean? Like both. Yeah, because it's a it's a parenting is a partnership. It is the child and the parent, you know, realizing that something needs to be different. Yeah. And while when I say when I say what I said about, you know, oh, you know, the dad jeans, because yeah, there may be like these things where Mackenzie struggles with her for the most part. Mackenzie being a girl is a completely different experience. Correct. So for our as it relates to our relationship, I naturally and easily fell into being a mom. Oh, yeah. That came very natural to me. It it's, doesn't always come natural. Yeah. And that consumed me. One, one because we worked totally opposite shifts. So for the first seven to eight years of my son's life, it was like I was a single mom mm-hmm. because he wasn't able to be there. Yeah. And so when it he, his schedules finally changed and we both worked days and were home in the evening, him trying to integrate himself into our routine was the child already built. Yeah. Um and I lost a lot of who I was. Because you're being a mom. Yeah. And it just kind of came to a head one day, and I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And so I'm going to need you to deal with this because I need to go figure out who I am. If not, we're going to end up in the course. And you can have this kid. The court can say whatever they want to say, but I'm I'm about it. But I knew I didn't want that for my relationship that was just me being at a point of frustration so it's taken us a long time to work through that and again showing up <laughs> to love the person that you committed your Ooh. your life to um, crazy. yes and <laughs> i'm i'm crazy too and i <laughs> i tell him often i know i'm not always easy to love and neither are you but we show up every day mm-hmm. so having children and also i will say us being married so young we didn't have a conversation about how we're gonna raise how we're gonna parent I mean, our kids. Ethan was in there saying hello when you said i do correct um yeah we just didn't we didn't have that conver- conversation and so now anybody really like nowadays you don't have that conversation you know what i mean like even 
it's just not something that's a norm to talk about, you know? Yeah. At this big age we are, you know, you think of, okay, yeah, we're married, but other people who aren't married at this age, half the time, the last thing they're thinking about is parenting a child. And I would say, for single folk, make that a priority to talk talk to your potential partner because that can cause a big rift. Mm -hmm. If you have an idea about how you want to parent your kid and your partner that has a totally different mm -hmm. idea, that can definitely put a wedge between y'all and potentially break you up. Yeah, And then it's terrible for the kid because they don't know which way is up. Mommy is telling me this. Daddy is telling me this. Y'all seem divided. I don't really know right. who to trust, who to go to, or whatever. And it makes it confusing for the kid. And so I would encourage anybody, if you're looking to be married to somebody or having kids with somebody, have that conversation. How do you view parenting your children? And y'all need to come to some type of agreement about that because it can cause a lot of problems. So for you, has having children brought you closer or presented problems, challenges? I mean, for the most part. <sighs> and not the deep side. For the most part, I will be honest, like, you know, I had Amari um, before me and Ronnie got together. And one of the things that attracted me to him was his relationship with her, like his bond with Amari. And, you know, despite ups and downs and things that may have happened, like he always going to make sure she good. Like even the other day, somebody said something about somebody looking at Amari crazy. And he was like, looking at her for what? And mind you, they may not be on a moment where they ain't talking, but you know, with Chloe, that was his first biological child. But I think that he got so much practice of me and Amari's interaction that like with me and Chloe, it's like, you know, she's a girl and yeah, she still needs discipline. And yeah, we need to tell her, no, she can't do this and she can't do that and explain certain things to her. But for the most part, he kind of like, he doesn't like to admit it, but she has him wrapped around his fi her fingers. <laughs> I mean... They think they're so hard until they have daughters. Just last, just, just Tuesday, she said, I was getting ready to take her to school. She said, are daddy going to work? And I said, yeah, daddy got to go to work. She's like, call him. And I was like, why? Just call him. And she called him and she says, daddy, are you going to be home when I get home from school? Are you going to work? He's like, what do you want me to do? I want you to be home, daddy. He said, okay, daddy will be home. Like, but let that happen me. I would have never heard the end of how I made him use a PTO day because I didn't want him to go to work and I wanted him to be with me. <sighs> I digress. It's a battle I will never win and it's okay. I'm okay with it because I know that my daughters have someone that they can look up to and, you know, he's not perfect, but they know that if they need him, he's going to be there. And that's most importantly for a girl, like knowing that and seeing that because I didn't have that. Like, yeah, I had my grandfather, like me and my sister, we had our grandfather. But outside of that, like my grandfather was that for all of our cousins. But outside of that, it's like not having that makes you, it forced you to either 
<sighs> be a people pleaser. Yeah. Y'all, she just shot me the finger because she knows I was talking about her. My sister. <laughs> or it forces you to be a hard ass where it's like, you know what? Ain't nobody penetrating this wall. I'm good. I'm not letting you in because I don't want to deal with the heartbreak. Safe to say that was you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that my children, have, having my children soften me up, oh, it definitely is a benefit for my marriage because it makes me see things differently. It makes me to, you know, when I want to react, stop it. And I think for him, it makes him, it makes him understand that he can't control everything as much as he wants to I'm the control freak. Yeah, I can tell you. My side. You are much alike. <laughs> Some Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius too, but I don't do that. You don't count. I don't know. You're a control freak too, just in a different way. On certain things. Yes. Look. <laughs> but, you know, we've held you long enough, way longer than normal. This is a long episode this week, but we had a lot to say. I feel like it's very beneficial. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you don't, leave us a comment. Shoot us a message. You know where to find us at. Um, this is Miranda and Sierra. Signing off. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Absolutely. And remember, we just gave you a bunch of shit that you didn't ask for. Correct. Because that's what we do. Signing off. Until the next episode. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.